Well, welcome to the Talking Church Podcast, Zeus and Morgan. Super excited to have you today. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. We are talking about your campus, uh, Zeus. You are the campus pastor at our Shakopee campus. It's our second largest campus. Um, Shakopee is a suburb of the Twin Cities. And Morgan, you're the associate mm-hmm. campus pastor. And so today we're going to talk about kind of your relationship and talk about what things you oversee, Zeus. Morgan, you're stepping into this role, mm-hmm. staffing, staff meeting, whatever it is. But there's a lot of pastors out there that probably have an associate pastor, an executive pastor. We at River Valley break that down at uh, most of our larger campuses, have an associate campus pastor that's full-time. Um, for others, they're part-time, they're mm-hmm. working other jobs, but the roles itself are similar. And so mm-hmm. welcome, if you wanted to share a little bit about, about yourself for those listening, and then we'll just dive in and, and talk church for a little bit. Yeah, cool. I'll go first. Are yeah. we good? All right. No, hey, thank you, Logan, for letting us be a part of this. We're excited to be here and to contribute. Uh, so just a little bit about myself. This is my seventh year of ministry, and uh, honestly, it's it's been amazing. Like, I know not a lot of people can have that, but there is something really special about uh, this church and this ministry, and so even for me to be here in this role, in this position, and just being able to share some of my experience uh, is something that I'm looking forward to. Very cool. Yeah, and then um, I'm Morgan. I've been in ministry for like almost six years now, not all at River Valley, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. I got a good experience um, at the church I was at before, but I was actually a kids pastor before I stepped into this role, so been in this role since September, um, but just love getting to be a part of the church. Grew up in church as a pastor's kid and just knew at a young age I wanted to, felt like the Lord wanted me to do this long term. And so I'm here and I'm thankful to be here and excited to be doing this too. Yeah. And Morgan and I went to high school together. Yes. Go Panthers. Fun fact. Fun fact. Zeus, where where'd you, you, you were in Wisconsin or... Yeah, yeah. So for me, I actually tell people I'm more of a Midwest boy. Okay, so when people ask me, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Midwest. And so born in Mexico, lived in southwestern Kansas for my childhood. Okay, country living. And then uh, from there is where I moved to the inner city of Milwaukee. So two different worlds. And most people know me from Wisconsin because sure. of my sports yeah. uh, affiliations. And uh, a different episode. Yeah, that's a different episode. <laughs> no, but that was that was my teenage years and uh, it was at the end of that time that I came to know Jesus. Mm. And then that led me up here to Minnesota where have been for my adult years and so I went country living, inner city living and now into suburban life living and uh, yeah, so I'm from the Midwest. Very cool. And you were at uh, our Minnetrista campus before. You were a campus pastor there. Five years, And yep. then when we had a transition at the Shakopee campus, how long have you been at the Shakopee campus as a campus pastor? About two and a half years now. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, that, one of the things that's kind of crazy, so fun fact, since you guys, uh, for me, uh, I literally went from being an over-involved volunteer, is what I tell people, to a campus pastor. So my entire seven years mm-hmm. have been a uh, campus pastor, most of it at Minnetrista and now at our shock. Yeah, that's very rare. Our staff development plan has grown since then. Um, (laughs) But Zeus, you are one of the few that did jump from that volunteer right into that role. But um, Oh, it was crazy. But how how many people like on a weekend attended Minnetrista when you took it over versus when you transitioned it? Yeah, so when I took it over... And if Brian's um, listening, we love you, Brian. I love you, Brian Engel. (laughs) Brian is an amazing (laughs) church planner. They're actually planting another church, so 
We're they excited. are. They so are. We're going to be church grandparents. But. Uh, I love yeah, it. No, <laughs> uh, Brian Engel, yeah, really healthy uh, when he transitioned off the team and, and went back to Milwaukee, actually. Yeah. Uh, he uh, left a, just a really exciting uh, community out there, and uh, that wasn't always the case for our ministry yeah, location. Like 12 people before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember the old building days. Like, I yeah. mean, what we were able to do is, is still remarkable to think about. But yes, when I took it over, it was about maybe 400 people on average and uh and yeah i had a had a great opportunity to try to help discontinue the momentum and uh first year it went down and i'm like man i'm gonna lose my job and then uh (laughs) for some reason i hit the year uh the year mark and everything just took off from there so for when i left uh about almost five years we were able to be somewhere around 700 running several multiple services more than two and uh just a yeah, it was great to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah, and Morgan, in in your role now, you went from kids pastor to associate mm-hmm. campus pastor. What have been some of the biggest jumps you've seen? Obviously, getting into Shakopee campus, and right now on a weekend, Shakopee, like, what is it running? Just to give people an idea. Yeah, just you know. just for an idea, about twelve hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, it's twelve hundred. It, it, it was more when I took it over, but yeah. something happened in twenty twenty. Yeah, what was that? What? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's <laughs> yeah. move on. But uh, most people know. But anyhow, yeah. 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 Um, sorry. Okay. Transition. Yes. It was obviously a big transition. Uh, went from being in Go Kids on the weekends, I'm back in our kids' wing, to on the weekends, now I'm sitting in services all morning long, um, which is a great thing. But I would say probably the biggest difference was when I was over a specific ministry. I'm a very goal oriented person. And so there was, it was, it felt easier to like, have goals and you know it felt like you were like okay yeah i hit that goal i hit that milestone marker and then shifting into this role now overseeing staff instead of being the one who who are the staff who are in charge of the ministries instead of being the one who's in charge shifting that mindset of like okay they're not my goals to achieve anymore but now i have to help these people achieve their goals and when they win i win that's how that works sure. so when they lose i lose you know like my my mindset has shifted to just my goal setting for myself, but more helping a group of people win for the greater group of people that we get to leave lead and steward. So yeah, that's probably been like the biggest like shift in just thinking and processing ministry. Yeah, no, that's a big step in leadership for sure to say versus my win versus everyone else's win. Yeah. And what, whenever you step up in leadership, those who lead teams, whether it's going from a volunteer to a team leader or a team yep. leader to a person on staff, it that's that is a big shift when when you guys think about your like breakdown of responsibilities Mm -hmm. you know every one of our campuses i want to kind of bring that caveat to everyone Mm -hmm. we have eight you know nine campuses probably you know launching very soon um where each campus staff looks different. Some mm-hmm. campuses don't have an associate campus pastor that's full-time. They're, they're tied to, like, it's youth and associate or connections yep. and associate. Everyone, you know, has a different model. But some, some of our larger campuses do have that associate campus yeah. pastor model. In terms of how you guys break it down from responsibility, some people, it's like, I oversee these people, you oversee them, mm-hmm. or there's a chief of staff model. Yep. What do you guys do that seem to work for you over these past, I know it's been about, you know, five months or so, um, but but what has that looked like for you guys? Yeah, w- let me just say this really quick too. By the way, uh, Morgan is crushing here, so she is doing an amazing job. And uh, so we we uh, the way we have decided to divide up sort of the responsibilities at our um, at our campus has been by just kind of understanding well what are some of her areas of of 
that some of the skill sets that she has that can be very complementary to the rest of our team. And so knowing that she came from a next generation background and did an amazing job, was very well accomplished in that role. uh, When uh, we transitioned to working together, I I had to ask myself like, well, I want to put her in a place where Mm -hmm. she's going to win and where she can be a massive support to the rest of our team. And so uh, when she took it over, the the two roles that ended up shifting under her umbrella were uh, kids, youth, and then uh, some of the roles, or excuse me, and some of the other responsibilities that were there prior were operations. So anything from facility management to uh, campus administration has been what she's been responsible for. And uh, for me specifically, uh, I do more the discipleship connections and uh, worship, production, that side of things. And so some people would say like the visible things that happen mm-hmm. uh, on a Sunday morning, but uh, all in all, I'm still how do I say it? I'm still oversight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, Over everyone, but yeah, yeah. But but she, in terms of the people we have listed, she is responsible and mm-hmm. has uh, probably. I mean, you meet with them just about every week. Mm-hmm. You know, just touching base. Yeah. I think sometimes when people see River Valley, they're like, oh, yeah, River Valley, you guys, you know, it's like right now, I think we're running a little under 8,000 and it's, but it changes all the time. You know, it's like spring break Mm -hmm. happens and you're like, oh, man. And then Easter comes and it's like, okay, we're 25,000, you know, whatever it is. And so you're (laughs) like, okay, what what was last week? And so those numbers, I think people have have shifted the way they communicate their numbers. Because it's like saying pre-COVID now, it's like, bro, yeah. that was two years ago. It's you can't really ago, get yeah. away with past. that. Yeah. Like, oh man, <sighs> our pre-COVID. Um, but from a team perspective, like what I always love to tell people is we are that large as a whole. But when you break mm-hmm. it down location by location, mm-hmm. it's like a campus of 12, 1300, you know, campus of 400, a campus of 2000. It's like, these are, they're churches that are, are campuses. Yeah. But from from a staff perspective, how many staff do you guys have? Full time, part time? I just mm-hmm. think that can be helpful for people because when we yeah. s- when I'm talking, you know, traveling around to different conferences and events, it's oh well, we have you know upwards of 150, 160 staff, and it's like oh my gosh. But when you think about yeah. it from a location by location standpoint, it's a little bit more easy to digest to say oh we can learn from that or right. we could do that yep. too. Right. Yeah, I think I mean we just added a team member, but are we? Yes, about- I think we have thirteen. Yeah. I yep. think that that'd be that'd Seems be about right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many how many are full time versus part time? Yep. So in kids, we have one full time and a part time there. Um, and then one of our administrators is part time. I, I would I if that. I were to guess with ballpark range. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot here, man. <laughs> I should have repaired. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I probably nine, maybe nine of us are 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 full-time and then the other ones are are part-time yeah give or take yeah and i think i think that like the campus pre you know pre-covid you know again those numbers like we said but it's like you know there were weekends where you'd be close to 2000 you know breaking above that so like that from a staffing perspective maybe from that number we yeah i I don't want to say like hey if you're a church 1200 that means you should have this many staff because then there's central staff that support our our model doesn't work perfectly for everyone right but i do think for a campus for a location to see that for people to say, oh, okay, this isn't just this behemoth that has a 10,000 seat auditorium. We have locations that are yeah. managing anywhere from, you know, a couple, couple hundred to several thousand. And yeah. so um, I, I wanted to make sure p- people knew that. And so f- when you think about your daily responsibilities, so you have your areas mm-hmm. that you oversee, but what are the things that you're doing like week to week, day to day? What are, what does the schedule look like for you? Um, 
you know, how do you guys break that down? Frequency of meetings? I don't know, wherever you feel like you want to go with that. Yeah, Morgan, you can go first on that one. Okay. Um, they It obviously differs somewhat, but I would say just kind of broad spectrum. Yeah. I tend to heavy load my beginning of the week with staff meetings. That's just how I personally like mm -hmm. to do it. So it's like checkpoints, what's coming up during the week, especially being over like our facilities and our administrators and events. We start our Mondays off like that to say like, what's coming up this week that we need to be doing. And we're on top of what's events that are coming up the next month that, you know, we have to make sure we're ordering things for, or we're, you know, you have to think through all the detailed things. So I like to do it at the beginning of the week. So we're kind of jump starting our week. We're getting ahead of things. Um, what type of events? Like, like what are, yeah. what are, what are, what does a week of events look like? Maybe with, if you add a weekend event or something, but what does that look yeah, like? Yeah. I mean, like we'll have like marriage nights or we'll have worship nights or, you know, right now we're in the middle of our, what we call core group season. And, in our building, we use every inch of our building. It's just the way it is. We love it. But that means we're doing ministry Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, every night in our building for this season. So it's like, all right, who's going where? Do we have everything we need? Is everybody covered? Those so kind of things. So who shares the building? What ministries? Um, so we have Monday nights, we have our core group. So that would be um, Freedom, which is under our care. And then we have um, Alpha, which is kind of under Connections. And then Pastor Zeus mm -hmm. leads that as well. And then Tuesday nights, we have... One of our sisterhood groups, Sisterhood Nights, and then we have our Explore group. And right now we just add like our Financial Peace University. So it's not always, but we just added it in. And then Wednesday mornings, we have Sisterhood mornings. And then Wednesday night, we have youth. And then in this season, we have like our Go Core, which is for kids. So yeah, we're always having people in and Could out. Could you guys work, please? <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. It's... How do you divide who go? Like, are you guys yeah. at everything every night? Or who, no. who, how do you good. decide who goes to those? Because I know for people, it's, I'm sure a lot of churches yeah. have something similar. It's this group, this thing. It's okay, I'm the pa pastor. I got to be at every single thing. Yeah. How do you decide who's there? Mm -hmm. Are you always there? Or what is that? No. Um, so I, I, like you were mentioning, mm -hmm. I think a few, every one of us have roles or ministries that we're over. And so we try to be strategic and understanding, especially again, strategic and how we use the space. Cause uh, even yeah. though our building is incredible, it's amazing. And, but we try to really maximize yeah. what we can do. But in, in the same realm, we also have to maximize what we're able to do as a staff and yeah. without expecting our team to be there for every single thing. And so uh, so I'm there uh, Monday nights, and uh, Morgan, you'll you're, you're around and you're visible for Tuesday nights, mm -hmm. and then uh, Wednesday um, we have several people who are coming in and out because we obviously have youth, we have yeah. kids, and and sometimes we uh, we use that night to meet with people, and so whether it's myself, I'm there, or our connections pastor, care pastor, mm -hmm. so we kind of flow in and out. So um, typically, there's like a what do we call it, like pastor on call almost. Yeah, like yeah. pastor oversight. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, we still have volunteers who help lead some of those ministries too. So it's like, even though we're not leading and we still want to make sure they know they feel supported and there's somebody yeah. here for them. So, yeah. 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 I think that's important to hear because the larger you get as a church, and I've observed this throughout our years of growth, the the more you you wish things depended on you, but you realize that it actually doesn't. And if you're yeah. going to grow and, you know, growth, obviously we want growth to look like growth in numbers, but growth in depth, growth in yeah. discipleship. Like yep. it's not just up into the right numbers, butts yeah. and seats, but it you don't need to be at everything. And that's why I want them to hear mm -hmm. from you guys is like, hey, okay, you're at this, you're at this. We have a pastoral team here, mm -hmm. um, but we also have families and we also have other ministry. There's moments where you need to, right. hey, can you come speak at, speak at my small group? Oh, well, sorry, I got to be at church every Wednesday for youth. It's like, 
well, no, you really don't. Yeah. We have no. a youth pastor and we have a team. And if again, if there's crisis, you're there. If there's yeah. things that you need to do, you step in. Um, but I love hearing that there's that kind of breakdown mm-hmm. yep. um, of that. Zeus, for you during the week, I know Morgan, you, like, can you finish up on your thought for no, your week? No, you're good. And then you're Zeus good. Get to your week. It's probably similar. Yeah. I that's probably it. I just try to staff do that heavy on the on the forefront of the week. So then the second half of the week is more availability for just connects with people in our church and our community stuff yep. like that. Because yeah, we want to be relational with the people obviously in our campus too. Still and totally. That's how I think it's a good way. Like I said, talking about transitions from earlier, not being directly over a team of volunteers. I still want to stay connected to our people. So that's a big way I do that is just relationally having time with people who attend our campus. So, yeah, I think for me, kind of similar, actually, Uh, it's very similar. So I, I don't know who I got this from. It might've been Craig Rochelle, but uh, just the way he structures his week and, and I actually kind of really enjoy it. So what I try to do is, I, um, my Monday and my Tuesday are my in-office days. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't an occasional connect or coffee that I do with someone because that's the mm-hmm. uh, only day that works for them. So again, I'm not hard and fast, but if as much as possible, I try to do my Monday and Tuesday, I'm there and I'm visible. So I'm kind of like Morgan, I, I'm coming in, I'm kind of checking base, you know, it's, it's the water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. It's how, how are you doing? And uh, part of my responsibility is to make sure that our team is healthy. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that they're healthy, that they're enjoying their job. If if there's something that I sense is out of balance, I use Monday and Tuesday to try to figure that out. And and I, I do. I'll, I'll use those days to have connects and um, you know meet with my team members. And even though there are some team members who are not directly under me, uh, that Morgan um, oversees uh, every once in a while, I'll still. Yeah, I'll go over there and I'll have connects with them and still check in. And hey, did this get done? I'm wondering how we're tracking on this. And then, and then Wednesday and Thursday are like I'm usually in and out of the office because I'm meeting with people and and people from our church. And so that's kind of how I divide it up for myself. Totally. When you think about like those critical moments, whenever you're in leadership, when things are going well, it's amazing, and you're like, mm-hmm. "This is." I don't even know why people <laughs> like leader. Everyone should be a leader. It's amazing. Yeah. And then when you have the moments that are tough and they're critical and there's crisis yeah. moments, those moments where you say, "Why does anybody ever <laughs> want to do this and be in leadership?" When you think about those moments, and obviously, you know, I, Morgan, you've been in this role for a short mm-hmm. time, but when you think about some of the little things, even small little things. Hey, this person did this or that person did this. How have you guys managed that as a team Mm. to think about, okay, I want to make sure that Pastor Zeus is in the loop on this, but I need to solve it now. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when I make this decision that affects Morgan's teams, have you had any of those moments that have happened and um, recently that you can think of? Oh yeah. I mean, we're, uh, I mean, what did they say? No problems. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? We're we're in the people business, right? And so, and honestly, uh, people are imperfect and things are always coming up. There are fires that we are needing to address, whether they're internal within the team or whether they're, uh, you know, there's a miscommunication somewhere within the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, um, honestly, for us, it's just the, the thing that we got to do together is we got to get on the same page. Yeah. If we're not on the same page and if we don't communicate on how we can approach the situation, honestly, it might end up being where I'm trying to do something and then she's trying to do something. Yeah. And then uh, little do we know, we're actually playing kind of like tug of war and mm-hmm. stuff. And so like solving uh, the same problem, but differently. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So w- we prioritize every week on Monday is we get together and we go through everything. Mm-hmm. So. We're like, hey, what's coming up on the calendar? Kind of more of the practical things. And then we're like, okay, are there any things that need to be addressed? Team-wise, 
volunteer wise, just anything that may be unexpected. And occasionally things do come up and, and that is a good opportunity for us yeah. just to kind of go back and forth. And uh, one of the things I, I was mentioning that I really enjoy about Morgan is uh, she's now been able to kind of figure out how to like talk me off the ledge a little sure. bit. <laughs> Because I'm a passionate leader and yeah. every once in a while things come up and I'm like, oh, we should go and, and get it done now. And she's like, well, well hold on a second. Just just yeah. wait, wait, wait a moment. And so, but I think having and being acutely aware and having that mm -hmm. communication allows us to be able to, um, you know, address things that are maybe misunderstood, address things that maybe a person just, again, yeah. took it took it and ran with it. And, um, and yeah. I'll add to that. Um, from my point of view, I think probably my bi biggest like success in crisis moments, right, where you're like, oh, I probably need to like let Zeus know, but I also need to just like do something is I know Zeus trusts me, which is a huge yeah. thing because it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to make a call right now and I know I can explain it to him, but I know he trusts me and has my back. So it's not like I never make it out of fear of sure. like oh, what is he going to say? Is he going to say I did it wrong? Is he going to, you know, like, even if I maybe would have done it different than what he would have, he'll be like, okay, yeah, I see where you came from or we'll move forward from there. But I think that's a huge piece of it is like, I never been in a situation where I'm like, I can't make a call because I don't think, I don't know if Zeus wants me to or sure. not want me to. I always feel like, okay, I feel equipped yeah. to do this because I know Zeus trusts me. And so Can I add to that? Because yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point is, I, I do, I trust Morgan. I'm like, Morgan, I... I don't know that you would be in this position if I didn't trust you. Mm -hmm. And so to have her has been really incredible. But she mentioned something that was really interesting that I've I've learned over the years, you know, and uh, and it's the idea where sometimes there is several solutions <laughs> to an, a problem, right? Ultimately, we want the same thing, but there might be two different ways. And honestly, one of the ways that I've had to get comfortable in mm -hmm. is she says, hey, I got it and I'm going to handle it. It might be handled a different way that I would have maybe have done it myself, but that's okay. And that's where the trust comes in because I know that ultimately we have the same heart. We have the mm -hmm. same vision of what we're trying to do to direct our church mm -hmm. and our campus specifically. Uh, but it might look a little different from, from time to time and, and that's okay because the trust has to be uh, has to be there. Mm -hmm. And Morgan does a, a great job with it. Totally. Morgan, a question for you too that, you know, you can go down probably any vein of this that you want yeah. to, but um, stepping into this role, associate campus pastor, um, historically is a role that for probably most pastors in the AG, it's a role that's been, you know, a, a, a male lead pastor mm -hmm. and a male executive pastor or a male campus pastor and a male associate campus pastor. Obviously, you've been in the AG like your whole life. Yep. You've seen that. <laughs> you know, they've been a champion of women in ministry in a lot of ways, but there's yeah. it still is new for a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. young women stepping into new roles. What is something that you've observed as stepping into leadership being a, a woman in that position, okay, now I oversee uh, mm -hmm. men that report to me mm -hmm. and having that relationship with a campus pastor. You know, there's a, a lot of things that there's different nuances that I think sometimes people try to ignore. And it's like, well, don't talk about those things. But then there's other things that I think are really cool compliments to each other. What are some things that maybe you could share with us that you've observed about that, that maybe you had a perception of before you got into the position and mm -hmm. now you see it or maybe things that you didn't even imagine would be there that you've had to walk through. I, I, again, you can take yeah. that down any yeah. road you want to no, go. But. Um, I'll go with what kind of first came to my mind as you were asking the question is I think you have to, I, me as a female in this role, any other female in a role like this, you have to be so confident in your strengths. 
and be okay with your weaknesses. Sure. So I say this a lot on our team, like your strengths give you a role, your weaknesses give you your team. Mm. Um, and so I have to be aware of that. Like sometimes you can feel like, okay, do I need to be X, Y, or Z? And it's like, no, I just need to be who I am. That's why I'm where I am. Sure. Because of the strengths that you know I had, that's why I'm in the role that I'm in. And so it's like, I need to be confident in those. And that's what's gonna help bringing our team to be better, right? That's what I add. But also, it's okay that I have weaknesses. Everyone has weaknesses. And that's why I have the team around me that I have because they're better at that than I am. And that's what makes me stronger, you know? So I think it's not so much, and that's like, even with Zeus, you know, I never tried my, like his strengths. I'm never like, well, that's my weakness. So I need to make it my strength. It's like, no, that's why we complement each other really well. And so in certain times where it might not be my strength, I'm going to lean on Zeus for that. Like, hey, this isn't my wheelhouse. Can you coach me through it? Or can you maybe take it or stuff like that? And I think there's in any role, it's just that humility of that piece, but then also feeling confident when it's like, no, I think this is my strength. I can do this. Like I've got this. Um, And I think that's really what it comes down to. And then I would also say just relationship, like male or female, it doesn't really matter. It's when you have a team, it's about building that relationship with the person and letting them know I'm for you. I'm in your corner. I want you to win. It's not about me and making me look good. It's I really care about you and your success and, and just helping you develop and be the best person you could be. So I think those two kind of together um, are probably the biggest things I've learned and just being secure and secure in those areas for sure. Have you seen any like congregational, like, um, I don't know if challenge is the right word, but like, I know, I think it was Westboro Baptist once protested Chalkby campus when Gabby was, uh, I remember hearing about uh, it, was youth pastor. <laughs> she used to be at that campus. Now she yep. oversees all of our youth department, but it's like sometimes from a staffing perspective, we have this culture, mm-hmm. but then you have congregation where people are at such different places, like different belief systems. And again, that's, that's a different podcast to get into all of that. But have you seen any of that stepping into this role, going from kids pastor to associate campus pastor, now leading teams at the campus? Have you seen anything or has it been received really well? I'm more, I mean, I'm more curious on my my own, but I just. That's a great question though. Honestly, (laughs) let's address it. Yeah. Um, Overall, I will say no, not really. It is interesting. Like as a female in a kid's position, there's no like no sure. one thinks twice about it right it's like yeah you're a woman you're working with, with kids, kids. Yeah. that seems like it it works um which is funny because you kind of have to come at that opposite in kids ministry like no but we also need men in these roles sure. too mm-hmm. um and then in this role not not directly i mean maybe there's more than i know but at least not to my face i haven't heard a ton i you know here and there you hear a little different bits and pieces but again i think just over time it's just like hey why I'm in this role. And so I'm going to do the best I can. I hope we can be for each other. And I think it's just through one thing at a time that you do through a teaching at a small group that you do, or you're in a conflict and you help navigate it and people really get to see your heart. And it's like, okay, maybe I can get past that first initial thing that I thought originally like, oh, this can't work. Or I don't think you should be in that role. I think it's really them getting to know you and seeing like, okay, no, you are doing well in this role and what you're supposed to do. You are skilled for this. You mm. might be the best person for it, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's a little bit of that. And then honestly, though, there might be people who could just never get past it. And you, I think I also have to be okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. that's why there's multiple pastors. I don't have to be the one who you go to as your pastor. There's sure. other people on staff you can go to, and I'm okay with that, too. There's a lot of other people who are going to come to me and who will want me to be involved and walk with them. And so we can share that load. And it's just like, I don't need to fight a battle, quote unquote. It's okay to have that, you know, be a situation at the end of the day. 
No, that's so good. I know my dad share that with us all the time about being like, you know, people will claim nepotism, you know, whenever it's a, a son or a daughter gets a position and yeah. it's, you can't control what people think about you or their perception about you, but you can control how you respond yeah. to it. And so I think yep. that's a message, regardless whether it's you're too young for the role, you're, yep. you're not qualified the role, you're not the right gender, you're not the right race, you know, fill in the blank. Yep. It's like, I can't control what you think about yeah. me, but I can control how I respond to that. Yep. I can control how I carry myself in this role, how I carry myself in the way that I respond to you. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, hopefully people see that and they yep. they recognize that, hey, the, the right person was put in, in that position. Yeah, so. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would say that has to be genuine, right? Like, yeah. you can't just be like, I say it, but I don't feel yeah, it in my heart. It's like, no, no, I really mean that. And I can still love you even if we disagree, yeah. you know? That's great. Yeah. 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 Would, would love if there's anything, you know, else. I know we've kind of bounced around to a few different issues here, yeah. but things as you guys lead in this role um leading a campus you know within our context that's you know being under central there's you know my dad will be sharing uh messages most weekends you know you'll Mm -hmm. speak sometimes um but anything else you'd love to add that you're like i want to share this with um those listening yeah good question i mean it's to have a person like her who is an extension of me is incredible because Mm -hmm. i think uh, I think for us as leaders, one thing we have to understand and is that we need people around us. Mm-hmm. We need people to help us, to compliment us, to encourage us, and sometimes, yes, even correct us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of the things that has been incredible working with my associate campus pastor, which is Morgan, is that uh, she she gets to do just that. And there's mm-hmm. moments where she's an encouragement. There's moments where, again, she's like, hey, well, let me offer you this perspective. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's just really good for any leader to know. It's like, hey, it's okay to even replicate yourself in some ways, like have people who are an extension of you. So mm-hmm. if there are moments on a Sunday morning where we're running worship services and, and I miss something, I can trust that Morgan is likely going to pick it up or vice versa. And mm-hmm. so we are, uh, we're working in tandem. We're working with one another. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, it's it's under my responsibility as a campus pastor, but uh, but again, that's not to say that she doesn't have just as much ownership. Like she cares just mm-hmm. as much. And so yeah. um, it's just great to have some another set of eyes that knows you and can anticipate sure. what you're thinking and your needs. I mean, I try to do that when Pastor Rob's around. Like yeah. I, yeah. when he comes through the doors or even when he's not through the doors, I'm thinking like, hey, yeah. based off the direction of our church and where the vision is going and the culture that we want to have, uh, what are the things that I need to be anticipating? What are the things that I need to be looking out for? Because again, we are one church, multiple locations, yeah. but we're still one church. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I if I had to add anything, I would say probably have like any church, right? Whether it's, whether it's a lead and an executive, but this kind of role, I would say like if you're the executive or the associate, your biggest goal is to champion your lead yeah. pastor, like campus pastor or maybe your lead of your church. And I would say that, when you're doing it in front of them, but even more so when they're not mm-hmm. in the room because totally. it's helping your team to see like, okay, it's almost like parents, right? Like, nope, I can't split them. They're like, they're for each other. So it's like, no, no matter who I'm talking to, they're always in alignment with one yeah. another. Um, and so I think anybody in this role, that's probably the biggest way to have that be like your strongest relationship is to mm-hmm. just be the biggest advocate and champion of whoever you're working for because you'll thrive more as a leader under a leadership, right? But yeah. I think it has to just be genuine who you are and how you believe in the person that you get to work with and work for. 
Totally. Yeah. No, if you found out like, oh yeah, when, when me and Tasha, your wife, when me and Tasha are together, but then at, when, when I'm gone on a weekend or something and Tasha's like, yeah, Zeus ain't all that good. Yeah. It's, whatever. <laughs> it's like in the same way, if you're associate pastor or your executive pastor, it's like, I, I actually think it's kind of both what you were talking about when, when no one else is around, it's like, Hey, I need the real facts about like what's going on. We, we can be like candid mm-hmm. and honest here. But when, when one of you isn't around, it's like, no, we need to be more intentional about mm-hmm. yeah. like advocating for them. No, hey, That's we trust good. the decision. You know, because yeah. if you're if you're there to defend yourself, it's like, hey, we can we can combat ideas a lot. But when that person's not there, I yep. think that's even more for that person, especially in the executive associate yeah. role, because it can be so easy to just that vision all of a sudden. It's like, well, I don't know if I were in charge or, yep. well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't really trust it. And maybe ne- maybe next staff meeting when he's back, we should bring that up to him. So um, I-, I love that you're doing that. I- I'm excited for, you know, the years to come at the campus to mm-hmm. keep celebrating um, what God's doing there. And uh, thanks so much for, for chatting for a little bit. And uh just excited for for what God's doing. So yeah, yeah. thanks a lot. Thanks. Grateful for, to be a part of it. Yeah, thanks for having us.